Good day! Today is the 30th of January in the year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Bread readings from the Daily Lectionary, the New Testament readings. Today's reading is from 2 Timothy chapter 2. My name is Reiko Zek and I am the pastor at St. Paul Evangelical Lutheran Church in St. Paul, or in Clarence Center, New York. I gotta remember where I am. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's reading is from 2 Timothy chapter 2. And this is mostly a letter to Paul who's writing to Timothy and he's, he's just trying to help Timothy um, carry out his role as a pastor And I believe it's Ephesus, the area there where Paul had already been, and he's trying to keep the church going well. And he's going to ask him, you know, get some help. Uh, Let let me help you get some help. Call other men into the work. So this letter is written to Timothy, a pastor, who is going to be told to find more pastors. So we might think, well, this is just to pastors. This is just to called church workers. And in some ways, yes, but in in many other ways, this applies to dads and moms and regular folks, just whatever your station in life. There's lots to learn here. So let's pray that God would open it to us. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for your word. Uh, Thank you for writing uh, through Paul to Timothy to all of us. And we pray that you would encourage us today by your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 2. He says, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses in trust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. To check out there the four generations, you know, the, what Paul has heard himself, to Timothy, to others also. Uh, and that's kind of how, what we want to think too. Who else can um, join me in this work? Who can I teach? How, who, who can I pass on the grace that I've received to? And the rest of this chapter is about Timothy finding these other faithful witnesses who will be able to teach others as well. And he says in verse 3, something that we would uh, personally like to scratch out of the Bible, but we can't pull a Thomas Jefferson on the Bible now. We've got to let it speak. Verse 3 says, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding and everything. So he's, he wants to think, you know, be single-minded like a soldier, like an athlete, like a farmer. Be devoted. Find men who will be able to be devoted. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to find guys that can give 24-7. Maybe, um, you know, we all we all can step up and serve in, in the church and in the world in, in some way. And so maybe it's an encouragement to us. In what way can I be more uh, single-minded or more available? Anyway, something to ponder. Verse 8 says, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. And isn't that a cool? Uh, Paul could be so uh, despairing, so depressed. He's in prison after all. Like he's not, he wants to be in a nice place where he can just freely, you know, do his, his ministry. You know, he would love to be in a place like I am, you know, in Clarence Center, 
Uh, I'm not getting arrested for sharing the gospel. Uh, so, you know, thanks be to God for the religious freedom we have, but we do have to remember our brothers and sisters around the world who, who are like Paul, who are literally bound. But as Paul says, the word of God is not bound. All right, verse 10. Therefore, and this verse 10, by the way, this is really the heart of Jesus. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. For if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And likely, scholars think this is, Paul is here reminding Timothy of uh, a song, or a hymn that they had been singing in the church. And it is one of the earliest hymns, uh, this in Philippians chapter 2, that we have in, you know, record of the church. All right, so now he's going to talk about what these workers, these faithful witnesses from verse 2, what uh, they should focus on. Verse 14 says, Remind them of these things. And charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Um, think of Jesus like Mark chapter 2, other places, Mark chapter 1. Uh, Jesus always spoke with authority. And uh, we pray that our pastors would uh, be able to speak with authority as well, as well, not uh, you know, waffle, not be unclear, not unfocused, not citing experts here and there, but really just the authority of Jesus who comes from from God. Verse 15, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The old word there, I think it's King James, is rightly dividing the word of truth. And, and Lutherans like to say, well, a good preacher will divide God's word into law and gospel. You know, God's law is, is that which I must do, that where I fall short. And God's, you know, the gospel is where Christ comes and, and rescues us. It's what we cannot do. And uh, so the word, of, the word that comes to us is either law or gospel. And I, and I like that. Um, you know, whether or not Paul meant that, I don't know, but I think that's uh, you know, something to think about, that over and over in the Bible, there is law and gospel. There's things that I'm called to do, and there's things that only God can do, and we can't confuse them. So here Paul says, rightly, um, these witnesses these preachers, young preachers, should rightly handle or rightly divide the word of truth. Verse 16, But avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hamenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. You know, one thing I really like here, we don't necessarily always do this. Maybe we do. Maybe we do it too much in, with our cancel culture. But is is specifically saying, hey, look, in this way, these people have gone wrong, and their their teaching affects the faith of these hearers. You know, we could go through and, and think of, of different people we know. Maybe a pastor who has changed his doctrine, who has um, who's gone. I'll just say who has gone woke, who whatever, um, and their teaching, their example is affecting the faith of others and, and really will make their faith crumble. Um, so I think it's a serious thing that we, we hold our, our preachers to the Word of God. And that's pretty much what Paul is saying here. They're violating the Word of God, saying the resurrection's already happened. 
you know, whatever it might be that a preacher is going to say, let it be from the Word of God and let it be tested. Verse 19, but God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. I think that's from Numbers 16. And then, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. And scholars don't know where that's from. Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So just as Paul, you know, before reminded him, find guys who will be devoted like a soldier, an athlete, a farmer, find guys who are willing to be set apart for this good work, right? And the encouraging words for us. And I love this last section. You know, this is something that um, many people memorize. Verse 22. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Oh, this is a great, great paragraph. Uh, you know, youthful passions, you, you could be 90 and have youthful passions, right? I'm, I'm 46 and God knows I have youthful passions raging in my heart. We all do. He says, flee from them and pursue these things, righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Those are the things that will make for uh, whatever your vocation is, you know, a missionary, uh, a pastor, uh, a grandma, uh, a factory manager, a safety manager in a factory, whatever your vocation is, you know, pursue those things and God will use you. And, and I love especially, you know, verse 24, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. Fighting, uh, as James says, the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. Uh, good reminder there. And also, you know, uh, we are to, especially those called into leading the church, we are to correct according to God's word. But it's not us who fixes other people. As he says, God may perhaps grant them repentance. You know, once the word of God is presented, once someone is uh, talked to in love, um, then God may perhaps grant repentance. Notice here, repentance is a gift. It is something God grants. And we would say the same thing, you know, if we read Luke chapter 15, the, the sheep is brought home, uh, the coin is found, that, and then it says that uh, more joy is in heaven over one sinner than repent, over who repents than over many who don't need to repent. Um, the picture of repentance is being found, is being uh, carried home. Uh, and so here, repentance is granted. All right, well, gone long today. I hope God's word encourages you. Uh, even if your name's not Timothy, this letter is for you. All right, have an awesome day. God's peace. Bye.